Hello, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Frank Spangler, and this is Worldviews, a podcast that seeks to find harmony between the philosophies and worldviews of religion and science. Hello, and welcome back to Worldviews. Many of our podcasts so far have dealt with ideas around the creation of our universe and world. In today's podcast, I would like to start a discussion on what people believe happens to us when we die. It is one of the big three philosophical questions that most everyone asks at some point in their life. Where am I going? What is at the end of the road? Is this it? Or is there something after this? I remember a TV sitcom back from when I was a younger man that had a very popular theme song. The lyrics went like this. This is it. This is life. The one you get. So go and have a ball. This is it. Straight ahead and rest assured you can't be sure at all. So while you're here, enjoy the view, keep on doing what you do, hold on tight, we'll muddle through one day at a time. And in today's modern Western world, the lyrics of this song describe the belief of many secular people today. This is it. This is the one life we have. But as we look back on history, we see a much different story. As it turns out, almost all of the cultures and people groups that have lived on this planet have believed in some kind of afterlife. Some of the earliest written historical records that we have from the Sumerians and the Egyptians show that their cultures, their worldview, their belief systems were centered on the ideas of life after death. The Sumerians believed that people continued to live on in a dark, dreary world called Kur. This shadowy world was the destination of everyone, regardless of the kind of life that they had lived on earth. The Egyptians believed in an afterlife that was very much like this world. They believed that people, by their very nature, were immortal, and that death was just a temporary interruption to life, rather than the end of life. And almost all major religions that have developed through earth time, have included some kind of variation on this theme of the immortality of people. How is it possible? At death, we all observe the body becoming a lifeless form, and very quickly it begins to decay, and eventually nothing is left but bones. When people would visit the tombs of their ancestors, they could observe firsthand that 
Nothing was left but a collection of bones. How is it that most people of our world developed belief in the afterlife? And how is it considered possible when it is so obvious that the physical body deteriorates into bones? Well, a common belief through most worldviews has been that people are made up of two parts, a body and a soul. At death, the body dies, but the soul of a person is released from the body and migrates to the afterlife. Each culture and worldview might have slightly different stories and beliefs about what happens to the soul, the journey that it might take to the afterlife, uh, whether or not there might be a judgment of the person based on the life that they lived, and different stories on the destination of the souls based on the results of the judgment. Some believed that the destination and the reward would reflect the life that they lived and that they would have to spend eternity at this destination, whether it be a good place or a bad place or somewhere in between. Other cultures taught that the soul would be recycled and the person's status in his next life would be chosen based on the life that they had lived in this life. Regardless of the flavor of the afterlife, all of these worldviews and religions centered on one common belief, and that is that people have immortal souls. Philosophers have a name for this belief system. It is called the dualistic nature of man. I suppose if we were coming up with the name of the belief today, we would more likely call it the dualistic nature of people. It is the idea that people are made up of two parts, a body and a soul. Dualism. If you believe this, that people are made up of two parts, a body and a soul, then you are a dualist. Most Christians today are dualists. They believe that people have souls that survive death and immediately go to their eternal reward. Be that a good place, a bad place, or somewhere in between. But this is not the only view about the nature of people. There has been a small minority of people throughout Earth history that have not believed that people have a spirit or souls living inside their physical bodies. They are more likely to believe that people are made up of one integrated whole unit. They would say that our mind, our body, our self-awareness, our consciousness, our personalities, our memories, 
are all tied up together into one whole unit. The idea is that our minds are so integrated with our bodies that they can never really be separated. They would say that there's no mysterious spiritual entity that is living inside this physical body of ours that can somehow preserve our personhood beyond death. Philosophers have a name for this viewpoint as well. They call it monism, or the monistic nature of man, or shall we say the monistic nature of people. Have you ever thought about what you believe? Are you a monist or a dualist? Not sure? Well, that's okay. You're not alone. With modern science and the current brain research that is being done today, views on this subject are fluid, and they're changing very fast in our modern culture. If you identify with dualism, then you agree with the majority of people who live on this earth today as well as those who have lived in the past. By believing in dualism, you are in touch with most all of the major religions, from ancient Egypt to Hinduism to Buddhism, Islam, and most of Christianity, right through to today's modern New Age religions. All are dualists. If, as you review your belief system, you tend to identify with monism, that people are made up of one whole unit, then you are in agreement with most modern scientists, including most modern philosophers. Philosophy has had a real switch here. After several thousand years or so of following the dualistic ideas of Plato, most modern philosophers today now believe in monism. They've given up their ideas of dualism. And even though most Christians today are dualists, there are some small groups like the Seventh-day Adventists that are for the most part monistic in their thinking. Why have Adventists made such a departure from mainstream Christianity on this subject? Well, we could point to uh, a few historic things that happened that caused the early Adventists to dig into scriptures to learn what the Bible says about what happens to people when they die. But perhaps we'll leave that discussion uh, for another podcast. For today, let's just notice that when the Adventists did the deep dive into the Bible to find out what happens or what the Bible taught about life after death, they found that when they studied the Bible carefully, without bias, especially from the original languages, that the Bible primarily presents a monistic viewpoint. They found that when Moses led the people out of Egypt, 
he was instructed by God to also lead them out of the religion, the worldview, the culture of Egypt. Strict instructions were given to Moses on the mount to tell the people not to have anything to do with anyone who claimed to have the ability to communicate with the dead. And as the people moved forward from that exodus experience with the instruction that Moses gave, well, the general worldview of the Old Testament, as it's researched carefully, is that the Old Testament people were very monistic in their belief system, in their thinking. If you look at the first five books of the Old Testament, the books of Moses, you may find that in the early days, people didn't even really talk that much about an afterlife at all. It's almost non-existent in the first five books of the Bible. There, in the books of Moses, the incentives for doing good in this life, for keeping the law, was that people would be blessed in this life. They would enjoy prosperity and long life onto the third and fourth generation. If they disobeyed the law, they would be cursed and experience many difficulties in this life onto the third and fourth generation. Then, later, as the ideas of an afterlife began to be presented by the prophets, even then, this afterlife is only ever seen possible through a resurrection of the physical body. Without the body, life was not possible. The ancient people of God were, for the most part, monists. Now, in the New Testament, things start to get a little more blurry. Plato, a big proponent of dualism and the immortality of the soul, lived about 400 years before Christ. If you are a student of history, you will know that the Greek culture and philosophy had a major impact on the world of their day, not just within their own country, but in the surrounding nations of that time period. By the time that Jesus comes, the Jewish nation had become permeated by Greek culture. Even the scriptures that they read in the synagogues of that day were not the original Hebrew manuscripts, but a Greek translation of the original Hebrew. And so, as the New Testament books are written, we see many references to this Greek philosophy. And these references that we see popping up everywhere in the New Testament are considered by many Christians as evidence that the New Testament believers were dualists. But that conclusion is now coming up for debate. With all of the recent findings by science that seem to prove that people do not have souls, and with most modern philosophers making the big switch from dualism to monism, 
Should we be taking another look at what we believe? It has caused some theologians to go back and do a deep dive into both the Old and the New Testaments to see if there was something they missed. Surprisingly, some of these theologians are coming away from their research as monists. Like the philosophers, they are making a big switch. Maybe the Adventists were right all along. Maybe the Bible doesn't teach that people have immortal souls. Is it time to take another look ourselves? If you are intrigued by this topic, if you would like to know more about what happens to people when they die, what the Bible teaches on this subject, I would invite you to follow this podcast or subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to go into this subject in great depth as we probe the age-old question, if a man dies, will he live again? Does the Bible hold out hope for an afterlife? If people don't have souls, how is that even possible? Are we to just give it all up and join the secularists and sing along with the song, This is it. This is life. The one we get. So go and have a ball. For answers to these and other pressing questions, I hope that you will join me next time here at Worldviews. So long for today. Thank you.